It's a simple recipe, but it would mean so much to me. Turn on the gas and make me feel fine. All I want to say is, just give me some hot pizza. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Siddall. This is the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial advisors heard on radio and in podcasts all around the country each and every week. We bring it to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. Yeah, sometimes a little more. This week on Financial Safari, Capital Financial's chief wealth strategist, Parker Holland, and producer Thomas Lipscomb discuss some strategies that could help you retire a little bit earlier. Eric Carney explains why, especially now, you need to have a solid relationship with your advisor. Joe Murphy explains why today has many of the same economic characteristics of the 1970s. Kevin Frisbee says life insurance has changed, and it could be for you. Marty Hensley says retirement planning has evolved plenty in the past 20 years. All that and more is coming up, but first, what in the world is going on? the week that was, it's over, let it go. That was the week that was. It started way up. Well, it was a tough week for sure. As I write this, the Dow is up slightly. Same for the S&P. Again, not much, but at least it's something. But let's put it into perspective. The S&P is on pace to end the week with numbers not seen since March of 2020. Yes, it appears we are in a bear market. And this one could last a bit longer than in March of 2020 for sure. Well, year-over-year inflation rose by 9.2%. Compare that with March, where it was 8.8%. Those numbers have a real impact on all of us, particularly those already in retirement and living on a fixed income. So, by the numbers again. Alicia Manel is director of the Center for Retirement Research at Boston College, and by her numbers, the average 401k plan participants have lost about $1.4 trillion from their accounts since the end of last year. IRAs, not doing much better. They dropped about $2 trillion this year. That means retirement accounts have lost, well, about $3 trillion, and most experts agree that historically, that takes about two years to make back those losses. Have you got two years to wait? Now is the time to talk with your advisor to help keep you on track and get you back on track. And then there's the Fed, hoping against hope for a soft landing in bringing inflation under control. It's beginning to look like that might not happen. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell says there is a path for us to get there, adding that it's not getting easy, it's getting more challenging. Hang on, the bumpy ride is going to continue for a while, maybe a long while. Let me leave you with this. According to a paper published this year by former Treasury Secretary Lawrence Summers and his Harvard University colleague Alex Domash, since 1955, every time inflation ran hotter than 4% and unemployment fell below 5%, the economy has tumbled into a recession within two years. The U.S. jobless rate now at 3.6% inflation, topping 8% every month since March. Stay tuned, as they like to say. All right, let's get this pizza cooking. And for that, we turn to Chief Wealth Strategist Parker Holland at Capital Financial, along with Thomas Lipscomb, for a conversation about just what investing for income is all about. 
I know that you've put together some strategies that can help folks do a little bit more uh, to maybe move that retirement date a little bit closer. Obviously, we don't want to, you know, skip anything. We don't want to pass go and forget our $200 or whatever it may Mm be. Um, But let's talk about some of these strategies. And the first one you have here is investing for income. So Investing for income, I, I, this seems obvious, but aren't we always investing for income? Well, investing for income means you have something that is specifically targeting to achieve a certain withdrawal by a certain date. And most common example of this that people do all the time is real estate. Uh, they invest in real estate to get rental income coming out, but we see people that are trying to get into real estate and other sources too late. Mm. Uh, you need to have a foundation for investing in income probably at least 12 to 15 years out from retirement. When, especially with real estate, you're dealing with property taxes, maintenance, HOAs, all of that. It takes a while to get that net cash flow, especially if there's a mortgage on the property. Um, we see a lot of advisors that specifically target um, life insurance retirement plans as a form of investing in income. They're great for certain people, but with a certain health classes and certain timelines and certain restrictions that are facing that industry right now, it can be very expensive. Okay. Uh, so that it's only good for a select niche of individual and with a certain timeline retirement date and excess income. Okay. It's mainly meant for those that are already maxing 401ks and IRAs and Roths and stuff of that sort. And then on the other side, the, tr- the more common example of investing in income is when you are leaving an employer or you're moving or you're 59 and a half and you have access to your 401k, it's getting out of the generic stock and bond breakdown and having more of a growth and income allocation. So instead of worrying about low interest cash holdings or not keeping up with inflation, they have a piece of that portfolio targeting and reinvesting in income strategies to get that less volatile for lack of a better term, more conservative holding. Right. But it's actually a foundation that the growth holdings are springboarding off of. Okay. And that's normally only available to those that are over 59 and a half or are under 59 and a half but pre- have previous retirement plans. Okay. It makes sense. It really is a, a, a topic geared towards retirement. It's not just a generic financial conversation that we're having here. Exactly. When we're yeah. it, it's kind of the best way I've heard is like the snowball approach. Uh, Dave Ramsey's great at this talking about the snowball effect on debt. This is the snowball effect on income. Mm, it's okay. a way to get a piece of the portfolio growing, compounding and reinvesting and replenishing and targeting that certain withdrawal or so-called retirement date. Okay. So your next strategy, I think plays into this a lot and that's rebalancing your retirement investment. So as we invest for income, I'm assuming rebalancing plays into that. It does. And auto rebalance has become a new feature on a lot of a 401ks, especially in North Carolina with financial engines, uh, Fisher, um, and a lot of companies, Edelman taking into account financial plans, they're getting more hands-on. But the problem with those is it builds up financial termites and it's still only using the current options in the 401k. Mm. So it's giving you the best way I've heard it has been said by coach Pete. I don't want to pay someone to manage something that's already being managed, which is the exact (laughs) definition of an advisor who puts you in a managed mutual fund. Absolutely. And that's where we get into the financial termites that usually aren't on 401ks that are now becoming more common on 401ks with those personalized 
tailor-made robo-advisories. Sure. And the other side of it is you don't have the income component. You don't have the hybrid models. You don't have the strategies inside 401ks yet. They're talking about the DOL is cracking down on this and they're expanding the options for 401ks. But right now, there are better strategies than mutual fund A, mutual fund B, one is growth, one is bonds. Yeah. Well, if you'd like some good news on putting together your very own retirement and income plan, give the team at Capital Financial a call, 800-662-6808. You can text them to pizza at 600-700. Financial Safari heard weekends on radio stations around the country. You can also find it as a podcast wherever you get yours. You can visit CapitalFinancialUSA.com to learn more about how they could help you. Pizza! Now we join Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza on WealthWorks Radio. In this clip... Eric and Joseph are talking about the importance of having the right advisor at the right time in your journey to retirement. Yeah, I think retirement is just, you know, it is another chapter, but you really have to look at it and say, okay, I'm retiring. How do I want to take this on? You know, and, and list the top three things that are important to you. And what's interesting about this too is that even when we were teaching the classes, um, people would come up to me and they'd be like, Eric, you know what? Um, our retirement was always put on the back burner. We came down here, we bought a house, we remodeled it, we went to the beach, we did a lot of golfing, and now we really realize we have to completely concentrate on our retirement. And we, you know, this is where they don't really trust their current advisor. They were nice people, but now they realize that they have to take this very seriously. They've never had a written financial plan, they don't have an income plan. And when times get tumultuous like this, this is where you really want to have a good, solid relationship with your advisor. Like, can you call them? Can you talk to them? Can you let them know what's going on? And so this is this is the big deal about when the markets get tumultuous, they're going to do this. You know, this is no different than March of 2020. The difference is, is that March of 2020, it was pretty much a V-shaped recovery. The markets kind of came back a little quicker than they are right now. So it's all this waiting that people are getting so anxious about because they just want something to happen. And when they just look up and the market's bleeding out day by day by day, that's never really a good thing. So like I said, it's just, uh, you, you know, when you get towards that retirement, you want to think in your head, okay, what do I have to start prioritizing and how do I tackle it? Well, exactly. And, and I think when you talk about things being tumultuous as they are right now, it, sh it, it shows that our retirement plan that has been put in place needs to evolve with us and we need to be able to stay up with what's going on financially out there so we're not impacted. Right. So I think the one thing is, is that you have to look at yourself and say, okay, how am I being impacted? Like, is it my income? Is it my growth? Um, you know, can I really walk away from retirement feeling confident about that? And this is where, you know, times like these really make people stop in their tracks and say, okay, what do I need to start to prioritize? And really the financial planning uh, system is really uh, trying to help you do that. It's trying to say, okay, what are you trying to accomplish here? And I think that that's been a big help through all this difficult market. So when you say, what do you want to accomplish here? Is that a conversation that you have with clients? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's multiple sides of, of retirement, right? And the main one being the big financial side of it. So we try to, you know, take over the financial side of retirement for our clients. So that way they can focus on what makes them most happy and gives them the most joy out of their retirement life, right? We don't want to go into retirement and then get out of a full-time job just to be in a full-time state of panic, worrying about 
did I make the right choice in retirement? Is my money going to last? And especially right now, I mean, people that retired earlier this year, let's say, a lot of them are in that state of panic because they retired and now the market is melting down a little bit and they're in that, you know, a state of, oh my gosh, should I have not have done that? Am I going to have to go have to go back to work? So we strive to take over the financial side of our clients' retirement, give them the sense of confidence, show them the facts that, okay, here's the right decision to make. You did make the right decision, or here's how we can fix a decision you may have made in order for them to truly enjoy retirement, because that's what retirement is about. It's not about, you know, sitting in your home worried if you made the right decision on the date you chose to retire. Sure. Well, I mean, again, like I, what you're alluding to there, Joseph, is, is that it's more than money that gets us through retirement. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot more. There's like like you had said before, the mental aspect of retirement. You're you you know, our full time jobs can be a great distraction to our reality, right? When we're working constantly and you're not thinking about a lot of things, you know, your mind is your work is occupying your mind. So when you get into that retirement, you really are entering a whole new phase of your life where you have a lot more free time. You're going to start figuring out a lot more about yourself. And a lot of people in their first year of being retired, they really find out more about who they are and, and what really makes them happy because they have a lot more time with themselves and with their own thoughts now. They're not so preoccupied or stressed out by, you know, whatever work they were doing before. Here, Eric's show, WealthWorks Radio on News Radio 1580 WCCF in Punta Gorda, Florida, or on the iHeartRadio app anywhere you find it. Eric is with Retirement Wealth in Cape Coral. You can visit the website, ericcarneyadvisor.com. That's E-R-I-C-K-E-A-R-N-E-Y advisor.com. You can also find him on television in the area, Saturdays and Sundays. You check your local listings for times and channels, or you can call them right here, 800-662-6808, or just text PIZZA to 600-700. PIZZA! From Southwest Florida to Northeast Indiana, that's where we find Joe Murphy and his show, Wealth Health Radio. In this clip, Joe offers a lesson in history where he draws many comparisons to what's going on today as to what happened in the 1970s. Steve, you know, I'm a history guy, so yeah. I always look back at history, and I always look at technical analysis and charts and patterns, and that's how we trade. Um, but from perspective, if you look back near-term history and you look at you know just the, the 1970s, a very eerily similar situation. Um, so for us, you know, looking at history, looking at for you know what's happening right now, I think there's a lot of tie-ins. But as for tech, um, look, you know, the, the writing is on the wall, you know, for tech. And I think we were talking about that, you know, the share prices, especially in tech companies that don't show a profit, are based on future sentiment, future potential earnings, not what these companies are actually bringing in. So a lot of these tech companies that people were investing in didn't have good cash flow. They, you know, they didn't have the substantial fundamentals that you really need to look for. They had the sentiment and what traders call are multiples. And those multiples have been compressed. We've seen the big, the big names, the, the tech companies that have gotten smushed. But now, Steve, these earnings are starting to come out. And that might be double trouble for some of these NASDAQ companies. We're keeping a really close eye. But, you know, we shifted out of that tech. That was the big boom during the Fed's easy money policy. But now that we've had a constriction of that and we're doing some quantitative tightening, I just don't think big tech is where you want to be near term. And not talking about like an Apple or a Google. These are companies that are big time. You know, they're almost like blue chippers. I'm talking about some of the secondary ones, these high flyers that people made ridiculous amounts of money on. If you're still sitting in those positions, you got to ask yourself why, because there might be a better opportunity. Back in the 1970s, when we did have stagflation, you're looking at the top performing asset classes of 
gold, value stocks. Um, these are things that you know maybe might not be as appealing as the sexy tech stocks, but these are things that performed. Consumer staples is another one. Um, consumer staples, by the way, was the top performer index last month. I think it was like 3%. So you have to have a shift in investment philosophy. Look, don't fight the Fed. You know, that's the bottom that's line. The line here. Isn't it? Absolutely. <clears throat> they control that monetary pop, monetary policy. You don't want to fight them. You want to go with the flow. That's where it comes to making sure you're diversified and you're with an active manager that's trading in these environments to make sure your money is exposed to asset classes that have a shot. Well, you know, you talk about a tech company and maybe the secondary ones. The one that comes to mind for me is Peloton. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was just looking at the chart. I mean, a year ago, they were trading at, uh, at what, uh, 106.97 uh, on June 9th. And uh, as of yesterday, um, it closed at 11.22. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, sentiment. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, sentiment fueled that. And, and exactly. Look, there was no, there was no substantial. Look, very poorly run management company. Um, you know, it's basically, and I hate to say this, if you own a Peloton, I, I have one too. It's an iPad on a bike. You know, that's basically what <laughs> that's... it was. Um, so, you know, when you're looking to invest in these types of companies, from a technical perspective, yeah, for a swing trade, sure. For a long term investment, no. You have to understand both sides, not just the sentiment of the company or the multiples, but also the earnings and what these companies fundamentally have with cash flow. Those are the things you really need to key in on if you're investing for the long term for your retirement. So a lot of them, they call them fly by night. You know, I, 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 you, if you say anything about meme stocks on air, on social media, you get attacked immediately, but it's the same kind of thing. You know, you really have to look, especially for our retirees that are in that near term, you know, retirement red zone. Is there more risk or more reward with this investment? And if the risk outweighs the reward, you shouldn't be in it. That's our bottom line when we're trading. It's not that I hate certain things or I like certain things. We're looking at it in a, from an analytical perspective to determine if we are going to buy that position long, medium, or short term for our client portfolio. I really enjoy talking with Joe. His insight is always spot on. And you can catch Joe's show, Wealth Health Radio, Sundays at noon on AM560, The Answer, WIND on Chicago. And you can also find his podcast uh, on Apple Podcasts, the iHeart, Spotify, anywhere you get a podcast. You can also find it on his website. That's mwmfinancial.com. Tax. Pizza! Kevin Frisbee's next from the great state of Maine. Here, Kevin gets into a detailed description of how life insurance has evolved over time and today is something many retirees and pre-retirees should talk to their own advisor about how it might be the right thing for them. Interesting thing about life insurance, there's a couple of things I kind of want to make a mention here. Number one, uh, let's talk beneficiaries on life insurance. And I say this because I've seen a case here in Maine uh, a handful of years ago where uh, a guy had uh, gotten divorced from his previous spouse, his first wife, and had a life insurance policy and never thought to change the beneficiary. Of the life. It was a million-dollar death benefit, by the way, tax-free that gets paid to the beneficiaries. Never thought to change the beneficiary designation on his life insurance policy to his new spouse. And so he passed away. And so all of a sudden, the old older spouse, the divorced spouse, come knocking on the door saying, hey, I'm the beneficiary on that life insurance policy, and it stood up in court. And the ex-wife got the million dollars. So I would, first and foremost, make sure your beneficiary designations are taken care of properly because if they're not, it's a legal contract. And if they're not done to where you want it to go, uh, make sure it's done. And, and sometimes if you have children under 18 years old, you don't want to have them as beneficiaries of life insurance policies. You want to look at who's going to be the custodian of that 
child until they get to be 18. So there's a lot of things when it comes to beneficiary designations and life insurance. The other thing about life insurance, if you're retiring and the only life insurance you have, like a lot of people here in America, is what they have at work. And so in most 95% of the cases, that life insurance policy is going to be gone. So if you would depend on that to pay for funeral expenses or leave behind money to the kids or grandkids, and all of a sudden you get done work and actually retire and you have no life insurance left, what do you do now? And a lot of times if people get to that point, they, they think, hey, I want to get life insurance. And it's not that simple because the, the cost of it is based on your age. As you get older, it gets more expensive and based on your health. And sometimes people get health conditions when you get older that you don't qualify for life insurance anymore. So that, there's things to pay attention to. The other thing, the last thing I want to say about life insurance, <clears throat> how we look at life insurance, it's a tool. And especially with the, with the tax environment, unfriendly tax environment that we are encountering here in the United States and will continue to, to uh, have a problem with, the estate tax uh, thresholds are talking about being lowered here in the state of Maine from the federal limit of $5.5 million down to $1 or $2 million again. That doesn't, to some people, that might sound like a lot of money, but at the end of the day, they're going to count face value life insurance, home values, retirement accounts. So the, pro the point I'm making is life insurance should be looked at as a potential tool that maybe you take out a policy to pay the taxes so that if you've got a million dollars or half a million dollars or whatever that amount is and you want to make sure you leave that behind your children or grandchildren or whoever your beneficiaries are, a life insurance policy could be utilized to pay the income taxes or the inheritance taxes on that to make sure you leave your beneficiaries with a certain amount of money. Really, the insurance industry has is, is just turned around so much in the last 10 years even. Well, yes, and, and when you when you make that comment, you're, you're referring to the insurance industry. The life policies now have... Uh, what they call living benefits to them. Right. And so when you talk about the, the potential problem of a long-term care event, if you go in a nursing home and main care now comes knocking on the door saying, hey, you have assets, we're going to make you spend your assets down before we pay for any care. Well, some of the new life insurance, a lot of the new life insurance policies have living benefits where you can accelerate the death benefit before you die if you have a, a, a long-term care type of event in some instances and get prepaid the death benefit to you that you can utilize that money to help pay for care, to, to preserve the rest of the estate that you've saved up uh, all your life. You can hear Kevin's show, Financial Safari, weekends on multiple radio stations throughout the state of Maine, as well as uh, every Thursday afternoon at 3.50 on the Howie Car Radio Program. Kevin sits with Howie and offers his insight to the market for the week. To reach Kevin, give him a call, 800-662-6808, or text PIZZA to 600-700. If you'd like to learn more about Kevin and the team at Frisbee & Associates, visit frisbeebenefits.com. That's F-R-I-S-B-I-E, benefits with an S, dot com. Pizza! One more clip and this pizza will be complete. And for that, we turn to Marty Hensley and Noah Schindler on America's 401k show. Now, in this clip, Marty takes us back to his early days in the financial business and compares it to today and just how much things have changed. When I first started in the business, I was working with a, a we'll just call it a competitor. That was my first job out there. I was literally going door to door back in the day, knocking on doors, introducing myself. Holy so that's cow. how long, long ago. But I would have, this was the early 90s, and someone would come in, and this is show you how the evolution of what we do, folks would come in, and let's say they retire at 65 or 66, literally the conversation was, you know, I just have to worry about the next 10, 12, 15 years, you know, I mean, I've got X amount of dollars, you know, let, so we were setting up plans where we were, okay, let's, let's, you know, we're really our biggest concerns these next 10, 12, 15 years, 
And now that has, as you know, as you've gotten into the business, your conversations, you can see how that is dramatically different, correct? Oh, absolutely. People are living a lot longer nowadays. You know, if you're 65, you can expect 25, 30 years out of you now. I think the mm-hmm. life expectancy is up, you know, if you're 65 now, it's under 19 years at 84. So you really mm-hmm. have to plan for that. So do you have the retirement assets available and do you have a plan put together, you know, to make it? You don't want to be changing your lifestyle later in life. That's that's absolutely right. And, and a lot of times when we talked about this in shows past, Steve, is, you know, when folks come in and they say, well, I'm going to retire for some reason, their thought is, well, my income needs are going to go down, right? <laughs> my taxes are going to go down, my income needs are going to go down and so forth. And that's simply not the reality. You know, you're not on, on June 1, you're not spending $5,000 a month and you retire July 1, those expenses are not going to get cut in half. I mean, no. that's just not the reality. You, you know, we've talked about it again in, in shows past. A lot of times you have more time right. that you have on your hands to go do stuff. And, and that's what are what, you going to do? And what are you going to do? And hopefully in retirement, that's going to mean travel and doing some fun stuff. Sure. And well, fun stuff comes along with a price tag, right? It does indeed. So, no, I mean, I know that you're relatively, uh, like we said, new to the business. But right now what's going on, it's got to be a little unnerving for you because, I mean, that's not really something you've dealt with before. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely, especially with inflation right now. Uh, I mean, it's crazy. You know, when you're retired, you eat. I love going out to eat. I'm a big foodie. So mm-hmm. the price of food's going up. You're going out to eat more. Your expenses are dramatically going up at retirement. So, you know, how do you plan for that? Yeah, that's exactly right. I was talking with a a, a listener this morning. He came in, and he had a, a small business. He had about six or eight trucks that he had going around. It was a home improvement business. And literally the, the biggest hurdle that he had was the cost of gasoline to keep these trucks going, you know, cause they're getting about eight inches to the gallon. They're coming in and you know, these guys are, are, are filling up every, you know, three days instead of every five days, yeah. you know? And he said that, so business is, is very good right now, but those costs are something that absolutely he has to take into account. And he said, you know, that my profit margins are going down. What does that mean to me? I'm working longer. So that's, you know, there's two sides of the coin. How can I make that in retirement? How can I make those dollars last longer? Well, you know, with the change of the change of the environment, economic environment, as he said, change, you know, with inflation going up, cost of, I think the consumer price index at a 40 year high a couple of days ago. So, you know, there's a lot of changes going on and that makes it even more imperative to reach out to a firm, hopefully like Capital Financial, uh, the fiduciary firm to say, hey, let me get a true appraisal of where we are. Is my plan set up in a way to, am I prepared for all these changes? And that's like, that's why I think right now is a crucial time to reach out to us. And remember, you can give Coach Pete Deruta, Marty, Noah, the whole team at Capital Financial a call at 800-662-6808 or just text pizza to 600-700. America's 401k show heard on radio stations around the country. It originates in Raleigh, North Carolina. If you'd like to learn more about Coach Pete, visit PeteOnDemand.com. You can visit CapitalFinancialUSA.com to learn more about how they could potentially help you. So that's it. Episode 151 of Financial Pizza is complete. Cooked to perfection, ready for that digital delivery. Financial Pizza features clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs and podcasts heard around the country each and every week. We bring it to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. If you'd like Financial Pizza delivered to you every week, just subscribe to it. It'll be in your podcast collection automatically. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app. Anywhere you get a podcast, find Financial Pizza. As long as you're subscribing, be sure and rate and share the podcast. We would really appreciate it. And remember, you can reach any of the advisors featured here by giving them a call, 800-662-6808. Text PIZZA to 600-700. 
And I've also got links to all the advisors listed in the show notes with this podcast. You can reach me by email, steve at financialpizza.com. Find me on Twitter at Steve Seagal. And thanks to Chrissy Paradis for contributing content to this week's podcast. Financial Pizza is produced and written by me, Steve Seagal. It originates from the studios of broadcasting experts in Apex, North Carolina. Thanks for listening, everybody. I really do appreciate it. And going to be back again next week with another episode of Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Seagal. Pizza. Coach P Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency.